Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bonjour et bienvenue sur le podcast Triforce. Je suis rejoint par Sips. Bah, bonjour. Et euh, Louis Brindley du Yogscast. Allô. Je suis Perion Flax et nous espérons que vous apprécierez nos balades. Oui, oui, c'est une week magnifique. Euh, c'est beau, c'est beau. C'est euh, bon. des concombres dans ton cul et, euh, et, et après ça, peut-être tu peux euh, felcher euh, moi. <rire> euh, S'il vous plaît. <laughs> Felche, I hope it is that different. <laughs> Tu aimes le felching? Voulez-vous felcher? Oui, le repositoire de felch. I like that, I like that. Anyway, oh god, I just um, had to close the door. I just noticed there was a man out there doing it with a meter and he was looking at me really funny when I said to M. Le Felching. I, <laughs> sort, of, I, I, sort, of, I sort of looked around sort of slightly horrified that I'd said it and then he was looking at me horrified. Tu veux, oh. tu veux felcher, uh. monsieur? Is he in the office or something? Yeah, just a random sort of, I think he was, he's got one of those, he looks like he had a, one of those moisture counters or something. <laughs> oh, he well, he's going to Look for some moisture up your butthole. Oh, oh man, oh, God! What a, what an intro! Nice one, Flax. Fucking that nailed GCSE it. GCSE French really came in handy. Nailed there. it. God. So uh, very good. Yeah. What you been? What you guys been doing? What's? How's the baby? How's the? How's the dad life? The how's baby is uh, six you? six weeks old uh, as of yesterday, which is uh, time flies. That's a month and a half old already. She's getting big. She's mm -hmm. uh, feeding well. She's uh, she's making moves towards sleeping. Uh, longer at night, which is pretty good. Whereas we would get maybe two to three solid hours of sleep uh, in, in a night uh, without interruption. Now it's like pushing four, five. We had a we have a seven we had a, a seven hour -er the other night, which was pretty good. A record, a yeah. new record. It's all That's timing. Like a real though. night like, of sleep. Yeah, like sometimes she'll just want to feed a ton before she goes to bed which is great because then it just like knocks her out for a couple of hours um but no she's it's, it's good she sort of realizes when it's nighttime she's sleepy when it's nighttime and stuff so it's it's uh it's it's getting there it's awesome. uh it's a slow process but once things start falling into place the whole thing uh becomes uh, much better i'm sure you can agree with that flex i absolutely can there is nothing better than a good sleepy baby let me tell yeah. you like it's just it's it's amazing to me when you when you have uh when you have kids as 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 you have uh you have now three yeah uh, and it, it's reminding me again listening to what it's like it's amazing how much basic stuff brings you joy again like getting yeah. to sleep your kid eating something because yeah now i'm just i just say to my kids make sure you have some breakfast and they go all right and they either yeah. do or they don't. And if they don't, they'll be all right. They'll wait till lunchtime and they'll have something. It's on them. Yeah. Sometimes they're not hungry. I can relate to that. But with babies, you do not have any of that kind of choice. It's all on you. Yeah. And yeah, it's amazing that the, the joy that you get, you're like, oh, yes, I got five hours sleep. Oh, this is going to be a good yeah. day. 
Yeah. And it's also like the it's the little um it's like the little victories in the day as well. It's like, yes. oh, she's sleeping. Oh my god, she just slept for four hours and I've sat here and watched two movies. Yeah. And it's like, oh man, that <laughs> but, those are great times. But don't too, you actually. think in a way those I think it's it's very healthy mentally to have a series of small victories during the day. I mean obviously the hard stuff is hard. Honestly, I've, I've always I've always maintained this even outside of uh even outside of having children and stuff. Like uh, me and me and my wife have talked about this a lot throughout the years uh by the way we just celebrated our 18th wedding anniversary i say celebrated wow we acknowledged it uh <laughs> at like three in the morning while the baby was up and we said oh yeah um, <laughs> well well done but yeah, yeah it's been 18 years since wow. we've been married congrats and um but this is something that's come up like time and time again because you have these sort of like I don't know if you do this flax having having been married for a long time and stuff, but you have these sort of conversations every once in a while about because I met my wife when we were both, uh, you know, late, like, like late teens, just becoming adults. Right. right so right. we got together and a lot of our kind of growing up, if you like, developing as people, we've done that together. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, all along the way, there's always been uh, kind of like stop points, break points where we've been, you know, you kind of do like um, you, you kind of analyze like what 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 you're doing and how you're living and, you know, whether you're whether you're happy doing these things and stuff. Wow. And like the, the little victories thing is, has come up. It's a big like a thing. Lot yeah. It over is a time big thing. where it's just like like a little victory could just be we just say a hobnob. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it sounds stupid, but it's so true. Like, uh, like, I mean, I've worked at some pretty shitty jobs that I haven't liked before. And one of the things that helped helped me get through it was just having a routine of like, OK, a I know biscuit. I'm going to get a yeah, coffee in the day. morning or oh I'm going to get. Yeah, I know it sounds stupid, but like it does actually yeah, working at a job right. that you hate is fucking stupid as well. So you look it's forward just like to those little moments. It enables stupid. Yeah. So you just you're right. You have to you have to do I these remember. things. Right. I When I was working in a, as a shitty uh, like medical typist at the Broomfield Hospital. I, the thing that got me there was that the hotel, the ho hotel wasn't hotel, the hospital had quite a nice, weirdly canteen right and i was excited to go and have the fry up breakfast every morning because oh. i got it for free yeah that's nice uh, those like that's what i'm talking about you know like it's just it's just those little those little things but like flax is saying you notice it a lot more with with babies because they become a lot more important but uh it's just i just find it i find it interesting it's a, i think it's a, a healthy uh thing to do mentally to, to help you along you know what yeah, I, mean? I agree and and if you're not doing it maybe you could consider doing it you know just look at <laughs> just Look at these it, small mundane it. things as yeah. things that can prop you up throughout the day sort of thing. Yeah. But not maybe not so much like I did a line of cocaine in the bathroom at work. Right. I don't know if that's if you, if you could say I did a line off a big old pair of titties in the bathroom at work, then that's a small victory, I'd say. It's but a just tough on, one on because own, on the one hand, so that's amazing. On the other hand, I don't know how how long term that can, you know, how long can that realistically go on? For before it starts becoming just a, a routine problem. yeah 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 a big problem in your life i don't know so, yeah agreed but, uh, well uh, but by the time this this uh, podcast goes out it'll be my 20th uh wedding anniversary so you and i have both been in very long-term relationships and i, yeah, I think yeah. uh wow I, way to like undermine sips's achievement no no, no it's no no undermining it's a comparison <laughs> and and that's all that is well overmine no because i'm older than him so it makes sense yeah, he that, is. that i've been married for i'm only messing and i okay. think it's very very, it's a very huge, it's a huge achievement for both of you. That is, as, as someone who isn't even married, like 
I mean, how long, how old would I have to be to have a 20 year wedding anniversary right now? I'd have to be 57. That's pretty Is that scary. how old I am? Or is that how old you're, you're no, saying? No, that's, that's 20 years from now. For right, me. right. Yeah. yeah. We, we've been together like since we were 18. And I, like Sip said, grown up together in a way. Like, it's all very well. Like, when you're 18, you're not really an, an adult adult. You know, you're, you're a te- legally an adult, but you've got so much adulting to do. And there's so many things you haven't done yet that you're going to need to learn the hard way about all kinds of stupid shit and like all those responsibilities and stuff like that is what really comes with adult life getting a job and worrying about bills and shit like that your 20s and your 30s um i think are, are the, the the harder bits i think um, it's incredibly impressive that couples grow up and change because when you're 18 you're completely different to when you're 36 or 46 or you know I, I'm, I'm i'm always impressed that people still are very deeply in love um after that amount of time considering how much both of them must have changed um, do you, do you, I, I wonder if it's because you've changed together yeah you, but because you've experienced so much together maybe you've changed in the same ways so it's it makes you com, com, sort of compatible I definitely more. noticed that like Sips's wife has a very similar sense of humour that always honestly Sips. that helps so much that me, and Mrs. F, help, me yeah. and Mrs F laugh every day that is such a big thing I mean, here's something Sips I, I, don't, I don't get this this, this drives uh, me up the wall um, when you hear about couples who don't talk to each other for like days at a time. Oh yeah, like they'll I, I, they'll they'll fall out. There'll be some argument. Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking to him for like three, four, five days. They're just no. That's about a that's a huge no no for us. We've never I done can't that. Bear. Yeah, it's like if we if we disagree or or have an argument or or something like it happens. You know, right. Like, and we'll both we'll both like be on board for it. So like we might just stand in the kitchen and yell at each other for like twenty minutes about. But something. then it's over. Right? Yeah, yeah. Then it's done and it's resolved. But like we will never like sleep on like an issue. Like I I don't think in 18 years we've ever gone to bed and been like night. You know, like we everything is so always resolved before the the next day starts because yeah. it, otherwise it's it's super. Yeah, I agree. I think it's unhealthy for sure. The only way I could so, like at all understand what you're what this is like is. Because I'd be reading Adam Buxton's sort of first book. <laughs> right, right, um, right. Big fan of Adam Buxton. Yeah, yeah. He's a comedian. He's got a good podcast. He's good. Yeah. Um, I've you know I think big inspiration for us as as um as podcast people. Uh-huh. Um, and and he keeps a log every time he has an argument with his wife. He keeps a little log of it. Um, of what was the triggering factor, and then you know how who who. Who, what, what the main points were on both sides. Who was in the and wrong. Then, it's always who, her. Who, who ends up winning, <laughs> yeah. if you like. But arguments are often precipitated by something incredibly trivial, but then bring out more withdrawn frustration. Do you know what I mean? That, that is like... That, that has built up over time. Yeah. You know, an argument often isn't about what you're actually arguing about. It's about like more stuff that's annoyed you over the course of... And it's often like slightly weird stuff that's triggered the argument that you wouldn't normally... It's not always about the dishwasher or leaving the towels on the floor or something. It's about, I don't know, like... um I think he wanted to get a, a picture of his face painted on his shed, right? Because some local artist wanted to paint his face <laughs> on his shed. Sure. His wife just wouldn't allow it because she had to look at the shed yeah, yeah. every day out the window. <laughs> she that's really understandable. See a big, yeah, that's fair and he'd be know, like, what, you don't like... want to look at a picture of my face? No, I don't. Why? Like, you can imagine how that argument 
could proceed. But yeah, exactly. You don't, you don't want that. that and you could also that. understand how the, your partner. You could you could just be like, well, I wouldn't think she'd have a problem with this. Why would she have a problem with this? And then you, even the once she's told you why, it's still hard to like get it into your head. Right. Um, but yes, so I'm I'm reading his book. It's it's this kind of. I think it's part one, and it's it's sort of a combination of random stories from nowadays, we're coupled with kind of looking back into the eighties. Because I think Adam he he went through this trouble where his dad died, and then a week later David Bowie died. Right. And oh yeah, he was they a big, were both he was a very big fan. Was kind he? of parts of his life. I think he always some part of him always assumed that that David Bowie was going to be eternal and be you know when when finally his time came, aliens would come along and beam him up or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean? That was actually one of the one of the harder celeb deaths, I think, for everybody to take. Uh, I, I certainly really. It sounds weird because they're a celebrity and you don't know them, and I, I get that whole argument. But when when David Bowie died, I was really crushed. Like it was awful. Yeah. Because he'd like one of those people that's always been there. Like my whole life, David Bowie's been there. I love David Bowie, love his music, and it's just like, how how has this happened? You know, because you you kind of want them to go on and on, and then as they get older, they sort of fade into obscurity and retire, and then maybe they die, and you're like, oh, that's sad. But when they're still going and still making music, and they still seem so young and and vital, com- comparatively speaking, yeah, it, it feels so much worse. It's uh, it's a shame. We a lot of lot of good actors and musicians died very recently, really in the last few years, wasn't it? Was it twenty yeah. eight? Teen was like uh, a whole bunch of people died. I think it was. Yeah, it's really well, sad. Well, and um, most recently, the uh, the the Rolling Stones drummer he passed away too, didn't he? Charlie uh, Waits. What's Charlie Watts? Yeah, Charlie just a couple yeah, yeah. of days ago. Yeah, a really really nice uh, story about him. Actually, I was reading um, just like some stuff around him passing away, and and like a lot of like the messages that people were 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 saying about him and stuff. Apparently, um, back in the day, like when the Rolling Stones were not quite up and coming, but they they they'd sort of gotten uh, a lot bigger and uh, and were touring excessively and, and stuff. Um, they they had this sort of system, Mick Jagger and and the rest of them, where their their romantic conquests were like uh, you know recorded, like tallied up, sort of thing. Right. So oh my they, God. they had lists of uh, <laughs> like a creepy not, not like the, not the names. I don't think of the people that they were sleeping with, but just kind of like the, Blonde, the the volume, big mole, the volume knockers. of people that they were sleeping with, and you know, like Mick Jagger by the end of one tour had like a hundred and fifty, and you know, I think Keith the Richards fuck? had like was, was was close behind or something like that. Um, but then, but then, uh, but then Charlie Watts just. Uh, none. He he was just he was married to his wife for fifty seven years, and he he didn't didn't do any of that. He was just wow. loyal to his Respect. wife. Yeah, and uh, I I just thought that was the really happier I just of those guys. I thought that was really who's nice. Actually, Mick Jagger, probably Mick Jagger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just get, getting his get. He made a song about getting his rocks off. I mean, he was just getting his rocks off all the time. I just uh, nonstop. I guess. Yeah, he probably in a way did sort of win in the end. But no, I just thought it was a nice story because you, you hear like of all, all these, you know, the the crazy times of bands becoming huge and touring and stuff. And it was just such a such a nice story. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that is that nice. He used to complain when they were on tour that he couldn't sleep because he he was like he was just used to like you know, sleeping in a bed with his wife and that was like how he was comfortable sort of thing. So when they were in hotels and stuff, he would constantly be like, oh, I didn't sleep very well last night because <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't with his wife Aww. whilst everybody else was shagging around. <laughs> shagging around. That's how it works. So 
It's been. I'm, I wonder whether I should keep a diary, not of my sexual conquests, because uh, quite honestly, that could be written on the back I of think a receipt. In, well, I think in but... 2021 as well, it's massively problematic. I think I think you'd be cancelled in a heartbeat. I, I don't know <laughs> yeah. how they got away with it back then. I guess it's just like different times or whatever. But like now, I don't. I feel like that's really frowned upon now, or maybe. Maybe it's just because I'm a bit older or whatever. I don't know. No, I'd be cancelled in a heartbeat. You're right. Yeah. No. So, but I, because I, I did, I do do stuff. And sometimes I'm like, I do this do podcast, stuff. Like, I do do well, stuff. Well, what have I done this week, though? I, and I realized we did the um, Olympics thing this week, PFLAX. Yes, we? we did. Yeah. So PFLAX came down and. Oh, I heard about it. this. I wasn't sure what it was. But... So there were two British Olympians, Team GB. Yeah. One was a modern pentathlete, Joe Muir. Joe Muir. And Joe Muir. The other, she's, she's Scottish. Yeah. I don't think you were supposed to pronounce it as. A br- as a brashly, I know because I said to that. her as racistly as that. I said I to her, "Is, is it Muir?" I said, "How do you pronounce it?" She went Muir, and I Muir. said, "Muir, and I Muir, said, laddie." And I said, "I said, all right." She's, I said, "Should I say it with a Scottish accent?" She said, "I think you're gonna have to, buddy." Or something like that. <laughs> oh God! But bless of course, because she's a modern pentathlete, she right. is incredibly fit obviously um like just just really i don't know just just not quite not very not not a big woman not like like about my height but good at everything you know swimming cycling fencing horse riding everything right um and it's like it's like she's just obviously she just looks incredibly sporty like well like 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 the perfect human human we sent her into space do you know what i mean yeah to like colonize the future planets like the perfect if it was a scene in a movie where they were like we've this is the class that we're sending in as astronauts that's the kind of like just pure like physically, bam, absolutely on it. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. And really nice as well. And then it was uh, Charlotte Worthington, who also is incredibly, uh, obviously in great shape. She's the gold medal BMX winner, and me slouching, like slightly <laughs> hunched over, <laughs> slightly sweaty, nice. like 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 my greasy hair, and uh, where are these where are these uh, clothes that they'd sent me that were one size too big. Uh, <laughs> I'm <laughs> just like it makes me look even worse. Nice. Um, so I thought they were also going to be wearing the sort of same tracksuits that I was. So we'd be matching, but they brought their own like Team GB. Yeah, they had like, like figure hugging like lycra outfits or whatever, and they had their own like rain jackets, hoodies as well. Yeah. Like they were well, fully yeah, prepared. Yeah, they get for... fully kitted out, like and 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 fitted as well, right? Like they get they get properly. You know, they don't just give them like a large and say, "Here you go." Like they, you know, they get them properly fit to them and stuff too. I guess I was just impressed because as a, as a Brit, I still am not used to the idea of it raining, right? Because I, I don't go outside enough to, for it to, to for it to be a thing. But you know, as soon as it started raining, they were just they didn't they didn't bat an eyelid. They didn't like try and make for cover or pick up an umbrella or say, "Oh shit, I forgot my umbrella." There was none of that. That's what I do. They just they just had like this hood that folded out, and it was like they were just they almost it almost didn't affect them, right? Right. Um, and so, whereas I obviously had been given a t-shirt and a tracksuit bottoms, I'm stood there, uh, and it's like raining. I'm like, um, okay, I'll just I'll just I'll just go over here, I guess. So we did like a sports day, right? Um, for charity, it was for the Red Cross. We're gonna put a couple of videos out, and if you're interested in donating to the Red Cross, you can you can still go ahead and do that. Um, and the video will be somewhere. You'll you'll be able to find it. There's, there's already a couple of fan cuts. 
and so it was my team of me and the, these Olympians versus Hat Films, right? Who uh, were both fine, but also they, but they they felt like it was a bit rigged. Um, obviously, which it was because we did things like fencing and <laughs> BMX. It was, it was events, a little rigged. Right? That, uh, yeah, there were some events in there that it was a little specialty a little events. Rigged. Yeah, but it was funny. Um, the Hat Films guys are so good. Yeah. Yeah, really, really you know, fun. Do you know what gets me is with, with the hat guys, and I think one of the reasons that they work so well together is that if one of them starts doing something, they all start doing it. Like, it's like they're all of one mind. Yes. So they're, they're just, they're so good at seeing what the other person's doing and joining in. And so joining in. It absolutely looks like they're, they're, a, very they're inclusive. a team and yeah. very together. And it, it looks like they plan stuff, but they haven't. They just they go along with it, and they 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 are brilliant. They work so well together, and they're fucking top lads. Let's be honest. Yeah, they're great fun. They're really they're really they're really positive, good energy. So yeah, so uh, so for example, with the fencing, the first round was was Joe, who's obviously an Olympic fencer, and she was like, "Oh, this is this is the one I'm worst at in the pentathlon." And I'm like, "What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> well, you, that still puts you like a head and shoulders above <laughs> yeah. any of these guys." Yeah, that's true. Um, and so she obviously went up to to fight. I think Ross went and fought her with a sword. And and obviously Ross sort of looked at me and was like was like, well, I I can't I can't. <laughs> so anyway, he went out there and he she just sort of danced around him and poked him a few times, and then Charlotte obviously who's 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 um obviously only does BMX right she's never picked up a sword before had to go up against Trot and what was going through Trot's mind was how do I hit this girl with a sword. And not look like a complete dick, you know. <laughs> but it turns out that Charlotte is just like a devil, um, and just didn't give a shit, and just totally went for it. And he yeah. was left like trying to defend himself and like <laughs> trying to fight her off. So he obviously got completely crushed by her as well. And so then it was me versus Smithy, and I feel like Smith's done a bunch of larping stuff before. He and has, yeah. When I Extensive. was, well, I saw Trot actually. Trot's like pretty big into the into the larping. And, and when I was a teenager, I used to be my parents used to send me off on these sort of camps, and we occasionally did fencing. So I've done a little bit of it, right? And I basically all I knew was that. If you fiddle around and try and parry and block and do all this fancy stuff, all you're gonna all you're gonna do is get hit, right? Eventually, so you just have to be really aggressive. But Smithy was also really aggressive. Right. <laughs> so we were just we were just slamming into each other with reckless abandon. And um, I well, we obviously had these foam swords, so it was fine. But man, like one time he caught me in the neck, and it was like <laughs> totally. Knocked the wind out of me, um, and it was just—I don't know—it was just a good. It was a really good laugh. It was a um, good the laugh. whole day. Yeah, we we um we sort of because the whole thing happened on Clifton uh, College, which is this really nice. Oh, it's sort beautiful. Of public school. It looks like a bit of Hogwarts dropped into Bristol. It, it, That's really it what does. it looks like. And um, so we were originally sort of trying to rent the place, and they were like, "Oh, we need you know four grand, you know, for the afternoon," and we were like, "Oh, I don't know if we can afford that." So. We started looking around for other places. Four grand. And I know what it's expensive. It's a whole football field and they've got a whole like indoor bit and they've got, you know, internet. They, they obviously, people, I think, host, I don't know, weddings there. Who knows what they have there? Anyway, um, old old Tom Bates starts looking around for other places and they found like a rugby 
a rugby sort of field with a little rugby pavilion. It's sort of it was kind of this wide boy who was touring him around. Right. So obviously he he was he was talking about oh so how, how am I going to get paid? Is it cash in hand? Uh, you know what what's 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 the deal? And so you know Tom Tom was just like oh yeah sure whatever. And then um, afterwards, he emailed the rugby club, but accidentally CC'd in us, right. um, saying, "I've got these mugs. Who a quick five hundred quid turnaround? No problem." Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like <laughs> oh, that's so obviously, hilarious. Obviously, he's just instantly showing off that he can make money on this thing, which is which is very off-putting. So obviously, we were then presented with either use this ru- rugby guy, this or or nothing really, or, or pay a lot of money for Clifton College. But it turns out that we know someone who works at Clifton College, and so our guys got in contact with them, who got in contact with them, and we managed to knock them down a bit. <laughs> so, nice. so we just didn't want to go with the rugby guy. Um, we just thought it would be a nightmare. So in the end, they Clifton College were like, "Oh yeah, it is. It is for charity. We can, we can, we can, we can do it for less." So yeah, so we were happy, happy to do that. It was a weird event, but one of these memorable ones, right? Like doing a sports day. I love doing these live events because they are the ones that stick in your memory as yeah. as is stories, right? Like like things that when I'm an old man, um, my your 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 grandchildren come round <laughs> and are like, tell us about the old times, Lewis, Uncle Lewis. I'll be like, well, uh, let me tell you the story of how. Gold medal BMX Olympian kicked hat films in the balls. One to remember. And they'll yeah. be cheering. Nice. So yeah, that was that was a joy. So enjoyed it. So listen to this though. There I was in town, uh, waiting. I was. We had to go do some stuff, uh, buy some stuff. We had the baby with us and the uh, and the kids, and my mother in law was meeting us there, and I had the job of going to meet her where she was going to get dropped off to meet us. So I'm standing there waiting for her and this young lad walks by me. It's a busy. Um, He walks by me and then he just does this sort of like side, almost like whisper thing. He says, I have a small penis, by the way, and just kept walking. (laughs) And I and I said, thanks. (laughs) I didn't even know that. Uh, It was it was it was pretty funny, actually. I think I I, I admire that. I, I like the I like the sort of like nod and carry on walking. He didn't stop or anything. He just kept going. Just on the drive by. Yeah, he just, just did yeah. a drive by. It was really nice, actually. I like that. I like a drive by. It was good. So uh, I don't I, guy guy that did that the other day. Lots of love um, and thanks. We 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 appreciate it. Thanks for listening to our dumb podcast and um, <laughs> and also thanks for uh, announcing in public that you have a small penis as well. That's uh, it was funny. It made it definitely made me laugh. Well, they, that's why we. That's, that's why, why we, we do we, it. We, I find it awkward. I don't really want to do it. I must admit, right. it's it's awkward. What podcasting? Um, no, well, both. Yeah, sure. Let's right. just we've done a good 189. It's been a lot of episodes. Know? Yeah, I mean, I don't even know how you keep track anymore. Um, I started watching because I have all this free time. Uh, well, free, free time. I don't have that. Like, you know what I mean? Anyway, I, I started watching. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of this. It's called uh, On Cinema at the Cinema. It's uh, it's Tim Heidecker and uh, Greg Turkington, which started off as a kind of podcast, but they wanted to make a podcast to sort of mock people who who make podcasts oh. and uh it was a it's like a it, it started off as a movie review podcast where they would review movies give people their expertise on 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 the movies and critiques and stuff but it, it wasn't at all you know like everything just got like five five bags of popcorn and 
the the like the, the movies that they're obsessed with are like the hobbit and like jack reacher <laughs> and, and movies like that which is pretty funny but anyway the podcast then turned into like um uh, like an adult swim kind of web series and there's been like 12 seasons of it wow they're really short they're like you know five to ten minutes long and you can watch them all on youtube there's a, this massive youtube playlist of every every episode plus there's a spin-off um like action spy series called decker oh yeah uh, that that starts up and then also they do um like annual oscar award shows as well which are like two hours long so this play there's like this definitive playlist of everything from the on cinema universe that I've been working my way through and it's 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 pretty good it's funny it's it, the 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 character arcs and progression and stuff are 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 great they're really funny like tim's tim's character just sort of becomes more insane as the series roll on he starts getting into like uh like acupuncture and like uh herbal supplements and like uh medicinal vaping and and stuff and uh and 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 greg turkington is just sort of this self-proclaimed movie buff because he has this large collection of vhs movies <laughs> eventually right. when they stop producing uh vhs movies he has to tape them like off tv and stuff onto vhs <laughs> to keep his library going <laughs> it's really funny it's uh it's it's not like it's it's not like in your face laugh out loud funny it's just it's, it's like subtle sort of comedy right like it's right right with 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 some of the the funny editing and and, and stuff like that too it's it's I, worth watching i do like the eccentric, weird, surreal, surreality of Tim and Eric's stuff. I think, you know, I Simon like it really too, but it I well. like the, the understated stuff just as much, you know, like when it's. Yeah, because you recommended Beef House yes. to me. Yeah. And I thought it was okay until I watched the episode where with the, the shit host. The shit host episode um, was pretty funny. Yeah. My God. Yeah. I died. Yeah. Yeah. I died. Beef House is, it was is so pretty funny. funny. It, it's the nice thing with Beef House is it's not a massive investment. It, it takes like. They're 11 minutes it long It takes or two minutes yeah, to watch like, the entire series, and it's just like, yeah. there's, there's definitely some pretty funny parts in it, too. You know, so. what, what what amazes me, uh, Tim Heidecker is incredibly, like, prolific. Man, he's, he does, he's he does always doing stuff. stuff, yeah. He's done like, he tons does, of stuff. He did, uh, he did, what is that show he did? Um, it's like Office Hours, he's done, he's done that for yeah. years, and has loads of guests on that. He does like multiple podcasts. Yeah. Um and he's always he's always seems to be doing something and he pops up in things uh like he was in um I think you should leave he popped up in an episode of that. Yeah, he's like, in a bunch he, of those, yeah. Yeah, he you just see him pop up. He's just that kind of guy. Yeah. Um I mean whenever I've watched Office Hours uh he's he's very funny and he like he's good with his guests but he he I I think one of the things I dislike about some comedians is they never it never feels like they're laughing at other people's jokes yeah like they've got this weird thing going on like you know that guy what's his name uh fucking i don't know if his name is avid merion or if it's a character he did oh he right does, yeah you know that guy oh yeah like, I, I yeah. Honestly, keith, keith lemon that guy he, yeah that guy I, I honestly couldn't tell you what his his real name is i, I have no, no i don't know he's he's, he's i think he's his a... name's lee francis oh there you go okay, okay so that guy there you go so a friend of mine a few years ago um he was he was a presenter that i knew like a tv presenter that i knew and he said that one time his agent was the same agent as uh, Lee Francis had at the time. Um, obviously, this is my friend's story. I can't, you know, tell you the 
whether it's true or not. But they were they all they went out for a drink, the agent and my mate and um, Lee Francis, and and they were you know talking about work and stuff like that. But Lee Francis was in character the whole time. Like so he's not relaxed in the pub, hanging out and talking to these other people. He's he's on like he's as his character. He's yeah. appearing in the pub, and this is in a meeting with his agent and someone he's just met. And my mate was like, "That's very good, mate. I get it, but you know, you, you can relax." And but he wouldn't. He wouldn't leave character. I think some people like I get the impression that Tim Heidecker is probably a lot of work to hang around with because he's always trying to be funny and, and he's he seems pretty nuts to me. But I'm sure he, he seems like more of a laugh yeah. than someone you could actually talk to. Whereas some people like Lee Francis, I think they are, the joke is always with them and you're either along with it or not. And it doesn't matter to them. Yeah, I feel like, like he's like, in his own little world. Yeah, I feel like you're, I, I feel like with somebody like that, who's in character all the time, you're always on the outside. You're never. Yeah, how could you ever really you're talk you're to never, them? You're never part of the joke. You're, you're like, a, like a target for the joke sort of it's, thing. But you know? it's almost like he's making you the audience or the yeah. butt of the joke all the time. Yeah. It's like that. I think that's just nuts. I think that is absolutely nuts. Like, uh, when, when, how could you ever have a conversation with someone like that and think, are they actually listening? Or are they yeah, just right. Like, even if you have an or agent yeah. or whatever, like you're in, you know, you're, you're, if you're in character and you're trying to like talk business, like, how the hell do you know, like, whether they're being serious or not? You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, it just, it, it's kind of weird. But yeah, I don't it's know. pretty nuts. It's pretty nuts. Yeah, I have got the impression he is a bit of a weird guy, but I think, I think that. I think some people are just committed, you know, and I respect that. Yeah. I do not respect it. Okay. I don't know <laughs> if I Just want to get that out there. Yeah, I'm not sure <laughs> how I feel about the whole thing, but I, I mean, it's not something that's ever directly affected me either. So I don't, I, you know, it's not like, I'm not like that annoyed by it. You know what I mean? Like I haven't had to suffer through that, you know, somebody being like that. So maybe it'd be different, you know, if my wife was like, <laughs> God, I hope she's not like that. Imagine this whole time she was just, you know, in, in character, playing a character. Playing a character. Well, I think you become the character that you play. We've talked about this before. Anyway, um, I'm talking about my me writing a diary. I I I noted two other things down this week. One was that I got the letter from HSBC that said they were shutting down my business bank account, right? uh, Which is a bit of a problem because you know (laughs) it's quite important. Uh, And so I had to fill out all of this stupid um, anti-money laundering garbage, uh, which is apparently something they're making banks do now. Which is which is fine. It just took ages. I had to have my I had to get all these weird numbers. I had to get my tax identifier number. I had to get my company oh, tax identifier number. And you number. had to had log to get... on to hsbcc.com and, and, and input it all there as well and submit it. Yeah, stuff. it was a it was a pain. In, I had to take pictures of my passport oh, and stuff and yeah, upload those. They got everything it was just now. a nightmare. Damn. And the thing is, like, while I was doing it, the, the website was, was logging itself off in the background every fucking five minutes for security reasons. And so, of course... I'd have to keep starting again. It was a nightmare. Jeez. Anyway, I, I did that. I thought I thought I'd, I'd, I'd mention that. And the other thing I did was um, I hung out with Boba and I told her a little story and she told me a little story. And it's the kind of thing that I want listeners to, to send me, right? They're like just awkward stories about everyday life. So... Um, the other day, I was picking up a box of vegetables for a friend from a shop. Okay, fairly. There's a, there's these big veggie shops. I buy vegetables. I like making soup and stuff. It's fine. I've never done this before, though. It's I've fine. never gone and gone to this <laughs> place fine. and picked up vegetables. Don't judge so, me. <laughs> so I went there and I turned up, and the woman at the counter said, "Oh yeah." 
I've, I've got, it's, it's out there. Vegetables, back. is it, um, Sonny? We've got those in spades for you. Have a box of vegetables. Here's your carrots and your onions, and there's a lovely cabbage for you. Well, well actually, she just, just said... Just setting the scene. She apologised. She said, oh, I'm sorry, sorry we've God. got no vegetables for you today. It's all turnips. It's all That's turnips. That's what she said. <laughs> so, turnips so are I vegetables, madam. Are they? I thought they were little <laughs> creatures that were sleeping. Oh, that's changed the vegetable business for me forever. <laughs> So I laughed, okay, and she hurried, didn't sort of react and hurried off. And then a man, a different a man came back a different man. with a covered box of vegetables. And he looked at me seriously and he said, sorry, sir, it's all vegetables. Uh, it's, all t- it's all turnips. Sorry, it's all turnips. sir, it's he all made, turnips. He made the same sweet. joke. Um, so I was like, ha, 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 really? Because I wasn't actually, at that point, I wasn't sure whether he was joking or not. And then obviously he looked at me awkwardly as if to say, are you an idiot? Uh, of course it's a joke. And then it was a, it was a, just a box of random vegetables that they had left over that were all sort of going out of date. Just our um, little joke, sir, we do it. But, <laughs> but it went through this like thing in my head where I was like, did, was the first woman not joking? And I just laughed in her face. And then, you know, did, like there was this whole moment where I doubted myself. I was still like, like, 50% sure that this wasn't going to be alternates, but there was this moment where I was just like, oh, shit, is this, have I just really put my foot in it? Is this actually just going to be all turnips? Like, you you were worried that it was just going to be I was, I had fully you know, just been through this. Don't worry, sir, we've cut, shaped and painted the turnips to resemble other vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be able to tell the difference. Uh, it really is just all turnips! <laughs> is it? Isn't it? What an existential crisis for Lewis Brindley. I right. know, so so, so this was um, just a bit of a moment for me. So I, I, anyway, it's fine. We made some soup and it's all good. But um, it was a nice time. I had a very, it was a nice social event. Before we carry on. Oh man! Be- before you start, can I just what? say, man, uh, my 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 balls are—it's like a casserole down there. There's—I don't know what's going on. It's a mess. It's like a jungle. What kind of casseroles are you making? Hairy ones. <laughs> With the turnips. You all those turnips are getting out of control. You guys need to check out the new Manscaped performance package 4.0. I actually bought one of these for my friend, right. and he loved it. Right. Um, that's a friend I'd be talking about, Magnet Tom, Finger. On yeah. Reef, on Magnet Finger, drives a Tesla, very nice man. He was delighted to receive his lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, uh, his weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, Holy and crap. also they throw in uh, some, some briefs and a little travel bag. Which is amazing. Sounds like Christmas in August. It's great. So, you know, you've got to make sure your package is, is smooth and fresh, ready for ready for autumn, ready for, you know, whatever you've got to do. The, the leaves coming down off the trees. If you have you know. been trimming your gonad hair with a lighter like I have for years, yeah. get <laughs> with the fucking program in 2021. There's a better way, people. Yeah. There's That's a better right. way. You can get 20% off and free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash Triforce, your balls will thank you. Uh, on with the show. Uh, what else? So, yeah, Boba, 
then told me her story, which I think I can recount. She won't mind. Um, she was getting an Uber Eats. Uh, it was just turnips. A man pulled up in a in a turnip carriage. <laughs> With a turnip costume couldn't, on. Couldn't get the pumpkin <laughs> carriage today, ma'am. It's all turnip carriages all the way back. No, it was just, it was just a, a story of, of awkward things that happened. So she's waiting for Uber Eats, and the man turns up outside and starts putting stuff down on the pavement. So she comes out of her house, and obviously it's America, so she's got um, her cash tip ready. She's got $5, which is all, all the money she's got uh, in cash you know but she's going to give it to this Uber Eats guy so she gives it to him and he sort of takes it and looks at her strangely and uh, at that exact moment the Uber Eats guy comes around the corner and this is just a different man dropping off some delivery for a different person apparently she's sort of horrified and and you know what do you do in that situation snatch the money back and give it to the uber eats guy sorry I, i missed something what so somebody dropped food off on the pavement and she was going out to get the food and then somebody else turned up. And what's the problem? It's she the didn't... actual guy. So she's tipped the wrong guy. She's already given this guy a $5 tip, even though oh, the wrong he's order. delivering groceries for someone else. Oh. And she, the thing is, she said to the Uber Eats guy, if you come up to the, to the house, I'll give you a tip. So he's expecting a tip. As well, the guy who's just turned oh, up. Oh crap! I know it's a disaster. I've told the story worse than she told it, which is which she'll be mad at me for. But I still think it's worth worth recounting. So what what her, her what was your what was your solution, um, Sips, to this quandary? Man, I don't know. I don't order food to my house, so like I've never been in this situation, like uh, where. Well, well, you're now in it. You, you know, we put so you th- in this it. would have you've been got, in America, got, right? Well, I, this I, is in I, America. Like this again. I don't have a dog in the fight. Like I just say, well, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Bucko. Like uh, whatever. You know, Bucko. I, I, Which one are you saying sorry to? The one who's who doesn't get the tip. You say, yeah. oh, I've given the tip to that guy. Yeah, sorry. yeah. Just say, oh God, there's a mix-up. Um, I don't have any money left. Uh, <laughs> peace. Uh, well, Boba asked for the money back. So she was for, like, what, can the I tip have money? Yes, she was like, oh, sorry, that wasn't for you. It was for this guy. Can I have it back? Right. And I think she gave. I think he gave it back. And then I think he, he, she gave it to the right guy. So she actually, she actually got out of it somehow unscathed. But I would have done what you'd done, Sips. I wouldn't have had the balls to ask that guy for the money back. Yeah, I think I, I would have rather apologized. In to America, the second it's guy. different though because I think everyone expects a tip there, right? But right. in in the UK, it's not. The tipping culture is not the same, right? You can get away with not tipping in certain certain circumstances. So are you putting yourself in America for this story as well? This story is in America. Right, okay. So you're in America and not tipping somebody? I did say that. Oh, man. Well, they got guns over there, you know. Could you stop playing Final Fantasy and pay attention to the story? I'm not it wasn't playing. that complicated to follow. It's it, look, I'm not playing Final Fantasy. I'm listening to the story. I'm trying to follow along. It's you you're saying it's not it's not complicated, but like it's I, I, I'm, I'm like falling asleep like every 5 seconds here while you're telling it. It's it's hard to Do keep you- up. Do you wait for the other person whose delivery you mistakenly assumed yours was to come out of their house and tip? Because then that guy might get a double tip, is what I'm saying. But then you have to stop them and say, sorry, no, I've already tipped your man. Can you then tip my man? But that banks on them also be understanding that there's a tip. And also the tip might be different. Uh, it might only be like a dollar tip instead of a five dollar tip. There's this whole can of worms. Man, there. this is making me feel a bit sick, honestly. Like uh, it's such a such a convoluted mess for no reason. Uh, like uh, just we just boil some pasta and move on. Like I I don't know why like uh, people get themselves into these huge muddles. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's crazy. 
it's not that it's not that huge of a muddle. It's more of just a sort of slight a small accident that leads to awkward social consequences. Yeah, you know, it's a shame that you can't just leave the tip when you're ordering. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, 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 I do I order my, like order oh, a pizza for online. like what, like yeah. ten bucks, and then just put in like a five dollar tip. So like, you just pay you fifteen bucks, app. and then they. They just drop it off at your house. They don't even need well, to... Well, the problem is that what you tend to get is the companies always keep that, though. Do you know what I mean? They're always so scummy, they don't give it back to yeah, the Yeah, but come on. That, that like... tip is basically just becomes extra revenue for the well, for Starbucks then they can sort it out instead of me having to sort out, you know, giving a tip to the wrong person and then having to awkwardly ask for it back and give... I mean, come on. Jesus These Christ. This is the price you pay, though, you know, for for being a person. Uh, I guess so, yeah. In the world It just today. seems so... Uh, it's it seems like um, the world is a conv- is a maze of of social traps uh, you have to navigate it yeah. like a series of orcs blundering to their death uh blindly so yeah that's i'm trying to analogize it for you so depressing isn't it like holy crap how do we arrived at this point we are all just orcs running through think of all maze. the people throughout history that fought for this i mean it's it's yeah. sad really like uh, all all of that sacrifice just so that somebody can fucking order an uber eats and pay the wrong guy a tip i mean jesus and then fucking <laughs> fret about it that was yeah bad. yeah <laughs> you know what I, I was watching i've been watching some movies over the last couple of weeks uh and quite often like i've been watching some older movies uh from oh. time to time as well chucking them in there and they're all there are some there are some tropes that you get popping up again and again that characterize the the hero antagonist sort of uh macho type uh, yeah, in a lot of these, right, a lot of these sure. films, all right. So, so the so the enemy is often b- bad to animals. They'll they'll miss. They'll like hit a dog. Do right, you know right. Mean? But so these are things that the good guy does that are meant to, I guess, make them appear tough and and manly. Right. Um, okay. So let's let's say down. there's a situation. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's note these down, tips. buddy. If they're ever in any kind of survival situation, they're stranded somewhere or something like that, and there's some water. The hero type will never drink it. He's always like, drink some water. You should drink some water. To the rest of them, they're like, "Are you gonna have some as well?" It's like, "Not thirsty." I'm like, "Dude, you can be working as much as them." Majorly parched. You yeah. must be parched. Your lips look pretty dry. Have some fucking water. Like, it's nothing to do with being macho. It's just the human body. If you go to a gym and anybody's working out, anybody that's working out says, "Don't need water." No thanks. You'd be like, "You're a fucking idiot, mate." Like, you should be drinking water. Your body needs water. You are mostly water. What is wrong with you? I love that though. That is such a good one. I've definitely it's, seen that. That's before. never how it starts, though, right? That's the reluctant hero that that then does that, right? Like, they'll spend the first half of the movie drinking all the water to themselves and staying super hydrated and stuff. And then when it counts, then they'll you know pass Maybe. up on the water so that everybody else can have some. But it's the same and with that, food. And that's the turning point in the relationship right everybody's like thinks this guy's an asshole but he's got to save the world we're just gonna have to put up with it but then it turns out oh my god he does have a heart after all didn't even drink the water and he he hasn't eaten in multiple days and every time we uh, tell him he just tells us to get some rest you should get some rest (laughs) i'll I'll take first watch it's like dude you've been up for 47 hours you've had nothing to eat you have nothing to drink Frankly, I think there are better choices in the group to act as sentry. Yeah, because I'm not even I... sure you're yeah. all there. Your blood sugar's going to plummet. You're going to pass out. 
Drink, eat, rest, please. This is important. We can take it in shifts. Is, is this how I should have behaved on the this Olympics This is what you should have day. done to the Olympics day. No, no water. Right. I don't need water. If, if they're <laughs> ever hurt or anything like that, help. take this. It'll help with the pain. No, thanks. You have to have a clean slate to pull first watch, though. You can't be the tired hero, and you can also not be the... the tortured hero with the skeletons in their closet as well because if you're on first watch your mind's wandering right and you're thinking about that time that you couldn't save the puppy from the inferno or whatever and it's torturing yeah. you yeah, yeah and then and meanwhile uh the taliban are sneaking in you know what i mean and you you don't even see it happening. i just i i personally think it's a cop out taking first watch because they're more likely to attack at dawn yeah, you're like and just, you're fresh just too, before right? dawn, yeah. First watch, get, you're, you're still super... Rest. Yeah, if you're taking second watch, you're waking up after like, you know, two hours of sleep. And you're groggy I'm saying, as shit. If, if you're worried about being jumped in the night, I think they're going to wait until you. they think you're all asleep or super groggy. And then you've got third watch guy up, who's like your last pick, basically. He's going up there... He's on watch. He's like, just, or he's been asleep. He wants to go back to sleep. That's when you attack. Just pre-dawn, everyone's still asleep. They haven't had anything to eat or drink yet. That's when you strike. Not five minutes after they've bedded down and they've all got their guns and they're all adrenaline still going. So Hero taking the first watch is a cop out. He should say, I'll take the 4 a.m. watch, the worst watch. Oh, I'll I take see. that. That's what he That's should be That's the real doing. hero yeah. move. Because who wants to get up at right. 4 a.m.? So another thing, if they ever do take any kind of medicine, they take it with a huge slug of whiskey. Like, <laughs> they're taking any kind of pills. <laughs> That's how you're not That's supposed it. to take medicine. Yeah. That's always on the label. But they're so supposed to tough. That the whiskey, knock you the whiskey well. to them is like it's like water to me. Look, and they're taking their tablets. <laughs> right. They, all right. They never seem to have any friends. Everyone they know, they seem to begrudgingly acknowledge that they are aware of their existence. They're never sort of hey buddy, like hugging, and it's also sort of like Tony, what's going on? Sorry about what I did to your wife. You know that kind of shit. <laughs> like why? Why does anyone <laughs> right. have anything to do with this guy? He's a fucking twat. And another I, thing I, that you see pop right. up, another thing you see pop up, if let's say uh, <laughs> they have to go to someone for some assistance, and this guy's like, he's a criminal, but he's not one of the bad criminals, you know, he's not one of the guys that's like murdering people and stuff. He's just vaguely a criminal guy that they know. Like, I know a guy, and they go see that guy, and they explain their problem, and their friend will say, "I got some moves I can make on the street. You'll have to trust me on this one. I don't trust you, you know, but I've got some moves I can make on the street." And then no, he just right. makes a call or talks to a guy, and now he's got all the information. It's out there on the street. So what I want to know is, what is this intelligence network that exists on the street that this guy who previously had no knowledge of their situation can make a phone call or talk to a mate, suddenly they know everything? How? Who's blabbing? Shut that person up. There are leaks all over the street. I wouldn't trust it. Because yeah. if you're asking about it, they're going to know who was asking about it. It's going to feed back. If the street is this leaky, you cannot trust it as a source because even going to the source reveals you in a way. Yeah, well, right. They I, it's one of those things where it's like uh, it's like keep your your friends close, but your enemies closer, and that's how you have to treat the street as well. Because on the one hand, uh, the street will help you uh, with the information that you need, but also on the other hand, the street may be your undoing too. Like uh, it'll find out all your secrets and spread them, and there'll be nowhere to hide. I think that's it's just the nature of the streets. I think Live that's by the street. 
Die in the gutter. Yeah. Is it is it the underground orphan network from the boxing club or whatever? <laughs> from it's it's from uh, it's like it's from uh, all, it's all the orphans from uh, Oliver. It's like that. Yeah. Sherlock, and Sherlock he goes Holmes, out and didn't he? Feeds them in the soup kitchen. Yeah. Like, but you know, Sherlock Holmes had a had a, a gang of uh, street street toughs that he could he could call. And I can't remember the name of the lad. He would he would whistle out of his window and a, a lad would run up and he'd say. I need you oh, to find right. out everything you can about this man, you know, and they'd go off and it's just on the street. I just think it's interesting that, that this the exists urchins. as a concept and people just buy it. I mean, if I just went out onto the street now and started asking questions from all the ne'er-do-wells in the area, I doubt they'd suddenly have the full scoop on everything. It no, seems crazy. you have to embed yourself into the street to find out the stories of the street, though. Uh, you know what? You know, you know, David Simon, the guy who uh, who wrote uh, The yeah, Wire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wrote um, he wrote a, a book uh, called the uh, the corner the, the corner yeah, yeah yeah based on he was like a, an investigative journalist but um, he would embed himself for a long period of time into into these neighborhoods and sort of li- you know live live with these people like for a year at a time or whatever and uh, and spend a lot of time with them and just to, to just to find out these stories to see how it works and stuff because it's uh notoriously difficult to to get into the inner circle of some of these i mean if, if that, that's talking about an, a neighborhood like i, I can i can absolutely that's understand talking that. about the streets are you talking about the streets or are you not right but a neighborhood <laughs> is a very small area i'm talking that's about the these, streets. these guys that's a street. That's like a street. The street. This guy is, no. I'm talking about a whole city worth of knowledge that these okay. guys. Okay. Nobody they, has they, that much knowledge. It, everybody's that, got like point. a limited geography. Like uh, that's you, my you point. only hang out in your hood. You're not going to someone else's hood. Right. That's that's how gang wars start. It, exactly. That's my point. <laughs> is that he's talking about? I'll put. I got some moves I can make on the street to either buy you some time or get yeah. some knowledge. One but street, we're talking though. like citywide. That's what they're saying in the movies. I feel you haven't been listening to my point here because you, you're agreeing with me. Nobody has in, a citywide scope way. of information. It's impossible. Exactly, exactly. And yet it pops up in movie after movie. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, sorry. I feel like I feel like what you're leading to though is like it's like almost like a series of rules that are f- obeyed completely irrationally. It's like our hero cannot have any help from anyone, even if that includes someone putting a bandage on him. Oh, but is she or, unless unless, she's unless she's the hot woman? Yeah, I was going to say. Well, yeah, you know, it's it's all following these strange heroic rules of badassery yeah. that he can't, you know, it's like if he, if he goes to sleep first, it's like, oh, I'll be first into the, the fray. I'll be like, stand behind me as I charge towards these guys. You know, like he's, he's always going to be that, that's why he has to have first watch, even though it's irrationally bad. Right. He just has to be first. He has to I mean, do it. All right. So imagine if it was reversed and instead they were like, he was like, we'll bed down here for the night. Uh, you take first watch. I'm going to get some shy. Like that would, for some reason, that would seem less heroic. Imagine you're like fourth <laughs> yeah. or fifth watch and you're like, hey, how did the how did the previous four watches go? Yeah, no problems on those. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it's coming. It's, it's coming. coming. This is the last watch. It's going to happen on one of these watches and it's... I I I got fucked here. I'm on the on the worst and one. And if there was food and water, and the hero's like, "Give me that water. Look, look, look. <laughs> give me the food. I need food." Like, it, it really, it wouldn't look heroic. No, I not think, at all. Think, yeah. you know, oddly no. enough, it seems stupid. He starts but crying it, because it he's so cranky. Sense. He didn't get <laughs> yeah. enough sleep and stuff. I got the shakes. I need my blood sugar super. Come on, help me out. I've been heroing all day. I'm exhausted. <laughs> 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 oh. 
Uh, He's always man. taking medication. Where's my aspirin inhaler? I need my, my I need my allergy pills. I need my allergy <laughs> it would it would suck. Oh, uh, he would man. seem less heroic, even though it would be more realistic. Yeah. I think everything has to lead into the feedback into that that mad. Even though the rules are that they don't make sense when you think about them at the time, it the, it just brushes over the idiot part of your brain. Yeah, All, yeah. And I don't know. I don't. I don't think. I don't know if it teaches bad lessons, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, you certainly see, you certainly do meet people who who it feels like everything they've learned has been from watching stupid TV. Yeah. And they behave and say things that stupid TV characters say. Yeah. Um, I definitely meet these people and I'm always sort of surprised by, like how they don't think about what they're doing. Like, it certainly happens when you see arguments and stuff. Like, people just seem to quote contra, contra, like like TV characters. They say... It's, it's, it's a feedback loop as well, right? Because then people are like, oh, this is how... This is how people... I've, I've recorded these people having a real argument, which obviously is not real because it's just them repeating stuff they've seen on the telly. And they're like, well, that must be how people actually talk. So let's put that in our TV show as a real argument. Yeah. It's feedback. It feed, feeds back into itself. Yeah, and, yeah. And ends up... You, you end up in this weird situation where you're arguing about... St- stuff you don't care about and no one should be arguing about it's weird <laughs> it is weird. Um, life is weird but, life but we is like a it. box of chocolates and is weird as well yeah. I, yeah I hate that saying yeah me too because you absolutely know what you're gonna get like yeah that's you, sometimes you do yeah. I buy a box of Maltesers Maltesers there's a menu in every pack I don't even know why that line became famous Rebels it's Rebels, so you don't necessarily know what you're going to yeah, get. Yeah, that's the specific uh, that, advertising. Okay, that's what it should be then. Life is like a bag a of Rebels. Of, a bag of Rebels. And you never said, know what you're going to get. Exactly. You're going to bite into the coffee one. I, I honestly don't think I'd buy a box of chocolates if I didn't know what was in there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, so I don't want to just... get a random... It's like a... Life is like a box of vegetables. <laughs> a box of turnips. It's, yeah, you just it get the turnips. It could all be turnips. Yeah, it could just all be you know? turnips. Also, if you're eating chocolates, who just fumbles around in a box and just grabs whatever and then takes a bite? I always look, hmm, what is on the menu this evening? Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm not a fan of the strawberry creams. Oh, the caramel. For food. example, I mean, celebrations. I want to make sure I'm not picking up a bounty by accident. Oh, I love a bounty. I'll have all the bounties when oh, you're I'll finished. save them for you then because they suck. Big oh, bounties balls. are great. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, but there's always one or two that a family doesn't like. Yeah, and it's bounty. sometimes you'll go and you'll visit and you'll look in their almost empty box of celebrations and it's, it's just either, bounties. Oh, I'd be so happy. But sometimes it's like a jackpot, you know, that you fa- that they don't like bounties, but you do. Right. Mm. Does your does your wife like the bounties? No, none of us do. I don't think Mrs. Oh, okay. F is a massive fan of bounties. Nobody in my family will eat a bounty. We refuse. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of good food going to waste in your place, apparently. Well, yeah, because he's just buying bounties every day. Of course it's not going to waste. It's like a few fucking bounties. Jesus. Yeah, it's like four <laughs> mini bounties. Like, it's no, no big shit. Adds up to a regular bounty. It stacks up over time. Yeah. You know, all these events, all these, you know, they new baby birthday them. celebrations. He doesn't have the stuff. bounty covered. Don't open that cupboard. It's just mounted of bounties. <laughs> oh, look at this. I really want a cupboard that. Don't open that. Like, I would love, I'd love to have that. I, I really want that. Yes. Man, you know what we're, uh, we're, we're gearing up to do? We're, we're getting um, uh, containers. We're going to be the. We're going to buy bulk, like in containers. We're, we're gonna stop buying like cereal, pasta, flour, okay. nuts, like all, rice, all that shit. We're gonna buy. We're gonna get containers and just buy them out of the dispensers because one of our one of our supermarkets has that now, oh, which is pretty good. That's a yeah. good idea. 
Yeah. We we had to replace uh, we had to kitchen. replace uh, all the the paper bags and plastic bags of stuff in the the long the long term cupboard because yeah. we had a moth infestation of pantry moths and if you have a bag of flour and you open it use a bit of flour and then you roll the top over even if you put a clip on it the moths lay their eggs around the entrance to the bag so you go to use the flour and there's all fucking moths there and like their little pupae and stuff I was like what the fuck like fuck the so, pupae fuck their pupae fucking pupae I I I mean they they laid them in our hammock over the winter opened up the hammock when the summer started it was covered in silk moth silk they get everywhere yeah. so what you've got to do is transfer everything into these big plastic lockable sealable containers so they can't get in there anymore moth problem gone it's cleared up yeah straight away so yeah, you've, got yeah. a, you've got a pantry moth problem the problem is your bags of long-term stuff that you think oh that's fine it's a bag of flour fold over the top clip it no problemo the moths will fucking get in there son you gotta yeah, you gotta, get, you gotta get it in a container yeah it's nice it's just a lot less a lot less um stuff to go in the garbage too you know oh yeah yeah, yeah. trying to reduce mm. the amount of crap that we throw out you know like uh we produce a so lot do, of garbage but, but you have to take the containers to the shop with you right yeah yeah so you got to put like just put them all in a box or whatever and then right. put them in the but trolley so when it comes then... to checkout uh, how, how does it so in you the get shop? it so you the empty container you weigh it and you put a barcode on it right and then once you fill it with goods you you then uh, put another barcode on it. They scan both, and then it, it evens out. They so. take the difference. Job yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's good. You have some nice like sealable. So way in the future, that body shop are doing it as well for like shampoo and stuff. If you. I don't know if you guys oh buy anything God. from Body Shop, but uh, we I have tend not to. been to Body Shop in years. We Very tend to expensive. from time to time, and um, it's uh, yeah, they're going to be doing that as well. They're gonna, like big dispensers where you can just refill your your stuff rather than buying. Yeah, yeah, I, no, I remember hearing about that. Packaging all the time, which is pretty good. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm down for some of that. Honestly, I think it's, I like that. Yeah, I, 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 like I think that's good for the for the planet. I don't think many people are going to actually use it though, because people are lazy. It's true. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I, I want to do it because I just have to start somewhere. I just think it, it makes more sense. I'd rather have that like uh, organization in my life. You know what I mean? Like not like to go crazy with it, but I, I don't know. I just feel like yeah. it annoys me when you just constantly have like all these plastic bottles and shit to, to throw out. If you're filling up your a bag in a supermarket from one of those big things, take a picture. And uh, tweet it at us. No, I will not. Um, but um... <laughs> no, not you. Oh, Everyone right, else. Right. And yeah. also, also tell me your <laughs> awkward social stories. I want to hear them. I want more people to tell me. Make sure that I'm not alone in just. What are we awkward... going to call the segment? Yeah. Oh. Uh, I tell you what. We need to come up with a segment, and I think we should start naming it after the first week. When we start to figure out what kind of problems people are having and shape the title around, I see. Let's sort of call the segment "Fix problem. My Life." That'd be nah, good. That's a good segment. Nah, it needs to be more. We'll fix more, your life. More punchy, and we're not. If we promise, that's it. Ruin my life. We have to deliver. <laughs> ruin, please ruin my life more. That kind of thing. <laughs> Make my yeah. life insufferable with all these weird systems that you're devising. That's that's what we call the segment. That's catchy. a good idea. Yeah. I think I, we'll, we'll look and see what the first week of problemos sent into lewis looks like and we'll come up with a name based off that. oh god yes uh thank you everyone for listening today you can follow triforce or spotify to get new episodes as soon as they come out every wednesday and until next week i love you take it easy have Bye. fun goodbye Bye. Bye.